Welcome, magical beings and mythical enthusiasts, to Myths and Magic Podcast. The podcast that takes you on a whimsical journey through the realms of mythology and the enchanting world of magic. I am your host, Lacey, and today we're delving into the heart of dragon lore, where scales shimmer, wings soar, and fire breathes. Now, I don't know about you, but there's something undeniably captivating about dragons, whether they're guarding hordes of treasure, soaring through stormy skies, or simply basking in the glow of ancient tales, these majestic creatures have woven themselves into the very fabric of our imaginations. We'll uncover the origins of dragon myths, sift through the varied types of dragons from cultures around the world, and dare to ask the question, could dragons have once roamed our own world? But before we embark on this mythical quest, a quick reminder to breathe fire into that subscribe button if you haven't already. Your support keeps the flames of this podcast burning bright. And a quick shout out to the magical listeners who have been brewing potions and casting spells with me. I see you and I appreciate your magical vibes. And if you're new here, welcome. Prepare to be enchanted, amused, and maybe even a little perplexed. Let the magic begin. Dragon myths have roots in various cultures and civilizations throughout history. While the specifics vary, there are some common threads and recurring themes in the origins of dragon myths. The earliest known dragon myths can be traced back to ancient Mesopotamia, where the goddess Tiamat, a primordial sea serpent, played a significant role in Babylonian and Sumerian myths. Tiamat was often depicted as a dragon or dragon-like creature. In Chinese mythology, dragons are revered creatures associated with power, strength, and good fortune. The Chinese dragon is often depicted as a long serpentine creature with the ability to control water and weather. Dragons are also symbolic of imperial authority. The ancient Greeks had their own dragon-like creatures, such as the serpent-like Typhon a monstrous figure in Greek mythology. Additionally, the story of the Golden Fleece involves dragon guarding a treasure. Norse mythology features the Midgard serpent, which is named Jormungandr, a colossal sea serpent that encircles the world. They also have the dragon Fafnir, who transformed from a dwarf. Dragons or dragon-like creatures appear in Middle Eastern mythology, often associated with chaos and destruction. In some myths, dragons are guardians of valuable treasures. European dragon myths are diverse, but they often share common features such as dragons guarding hordes of treasure, see the theme repeating here, kidnapping princesses and being defeated by heroic figures. The legend of St. George and the dragon is one example from European folklore. In Hindu mythology, there are serpent-like creatures such as Nagas, which are often depicted with both human and snake-like features. They can be benevolent or malevolent, depending on the context. In Mesoamerican cultures such as the Aztecs and Mayans, serpent imagery is prevalent. Quetzalcoatl is a feathered serpent god. 
Um, and another example of a dragon-like figure in Mesoamerican mythology. The widespread presence of dragon myths across diverse cultures suggests that the concept of dragons might have originated independently in different parts of the world. It's also worth noting that the interpretation and symbolism associated with dragons can vary significantly from one culture to another. Now that we've journeyed through the ancient mists of time, unraveling the origins of dragon mythology, it's time to spread our wings and soar into the diverse realm of the dragon diversity. Because there are so many different types of dragons, dragon mythology features a diverse array of dragon species, each with its own unique characteristics, abilities, and cultural significance. So let's kind of touch on some of these dragon species found within mythology. European dragons are often depicted as large, fire-breathing creatures guarding hordes of treasure. Um, it's pretty typical, like, when you think of a dragon, if you live in the western part of the world, this is probably the dragon that you think of. Um, they may have wings, sharp claws, and scales covering their body. Examples include the Welsh dragon, the lindworm, and the dragon slain by St. George. Chinese dragons are generally benevolent creatures associated with power, wisdom, and good fortune. They do have serpentine appearances with long bodies, antler-like horns, and the ability to control weather. Five-clawed dragons are associated with the imperial family, while four-clawed dragons are linked to nobility. Wyverns are kind of similar to the European dragons, but typically have two legs and wings. Their tail is also uh, shaped in a diamond shaped at the end or an arrow. They're common in heraldry and medieval European folklore. Sometimes they're portrayed as more aggressive and less intelligent than traditional dragons. Then we have hydras, which are very prevalent in Greek mythology. They're multi-headed serpents or dragons, often depicted with regenerative abilities. Hercules faced the Lernian hydra as one of his labors. Next we have Norse dragons. Jormungandr, like we talked about earlier, the Midgard serpent, is a colossal sea serpent encircling the world, and Fafnir, which we also mentioned earlier, is a dragon who guards cursed treasure in the Volsunga saga. Drakes are generally smaller and less powerful than the full-fledged dragons. In some traditions, the term drake is used interchangeably with dragon. Then we have sea serpents, often portrayed as long serpentine creatures living in the depths of the ocean. Uh, they appear in various maritime myths and legends across cultures. Next we have amphipters, which are serpent-like dragons with wings but no legs. And they're found in various mythologies, including European, where they are sometimes considered guardians of treasure. Then we have oriental lung, they're divine dragons with varying numbers of claws associated with different types of power. They symbolize cosmic forces and are often depicted in art and architecture. And then Japanese dragons are water deities associated with rainfall, typically depicted with three claws and may have features of other mythical creatures such as the hooves of a deer. 
And lastly, we have feathered serpents, which are very popular within Mesoamerican folklore and mythologies. So like we talked about earlier, Quetzalcoatl and Kukulkan and other similar deities are feathered serpent gods in Aztec and Mayan mythology. They're associated with creation, agriculture, and cosmic balance. These are just a few examples, and dragon mythology varies widely across cultures. The diversity in dragon types reflects the rich tapestry of human imagination and the symbolic roles these creatures play in different mythological traditions. So one that I really want to touch on because I am such a big fan of Norse mythology in general and Lord of the Rings, I really wanted to talk about Fafnir, the um, famous dragon within Norse mythology and honestly the inspiration behind the story of Lord of the Rings. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into it. This is just like a summarized version of it. I'm not going to tell the full story because it, we will be sitting here for a really long time. Um, but the story of Fafnir in Norse mythology is a tale of greed, transformation, and eventual downfall. Fafnir was originally a dwarf and the son of the dwarf king Reidmar. Uh, the story is primarily found in the Volsunga saga and the poetic Edda. The story begins when Loki, the trickster god, and Odin, the Allfather, kill a giant named Otter, who is Hreidmar's son. In an attempt to compensate for the crime, Loki fills Otter's skin with gold and covers it with the slain Otter's pelt. However, Hreidmar, his father, is not satisfied and demands more treasure, leading to the discovery of the cursed ring of Nibling, which is said to bring misfortune to its possessor. Fafnir's transformation begins when Hreidmar's son Fafnir becomes consumed by greed and kills his father to take possession of the cursed gold. Fafnir then transforms into a mighty dragon to guard his newfound wealth, lying atop the treasure hoard in the wilderness. The hero, Sigurd, enters the tale when he is encouraged by the mysterious Regin, a skilled smith and Fafnir's brother, to slay the dragon and claim the treasure. Regin forges the powerful sword Gram for Sigurd, and the hero embarks on the quest to confront Fafnir. In their encounter, Fafnir reveals his tragic story and warns Sigurd of the curse associated with the gold. However, Sigurd, driven by the desire for wealth and glory, slays Fafnir with the legendary sword. Before dying, Fafnir imparts wisdom to Sigurd, advising him to beware of the treachery that surrounds the cursed treasure. The tale of Fafnir is significant not only for its exploration of greed and the consequences of the cursed treasure, but also for its connection to the broader Norse mythological cycle and the heroic deeds of Sigurd. Dragons haven't faded into mythological obscurity. Instead, they've spread their wings into new realms, breathing fire into our contemporary stories as well. From the pages of novels to the silver screen, these mythical creatures are as alive and vibrant as ever. First up, let's talk about literature. Fantasy authors have woven dragons into the tapestry of their worlds, creating epic tales that captivate readers of all ages. Whether it's the dragon writers of Pern, 
the majestic creatures in George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire, or the mischievous dragon companions in contemporary young adult fiction. Dragons are literary companions that continue to enthrall us. But dragons don't just exist on the pages of the books, they've made a grand entrance onto the silver screen as well. From the majestic Smaug in The Hobbit to the lovable Toothless in How to Train Your Dragon, filmmakers have brought dragons to life with stunning visual effects and storytelling that ignites our sense of wonder. And let's not forget the world of gaming where dragons reign supreme as both formidable foes and powerful allies. From the iconic dragons in Skyrim to the strategic dragon battles in Dungeons and Dragons, gaming allows us to immerse ourselves in the worlds where these mythical beings play a central role. Now, when we think of dragons, our minds conjure up images of fire-breathing behemoths guarding hordes of treasure very much the European example of dragons, but there could be more to these mythical creatures than meets the eye. So let's explore the scientific and historical perspectives that might shed light on the dragon enigma. From a scientific standpoint, the concept of dragons has sometimes been linked to the discovery of fossils. In ancient times, people encountering large bones, particularly those of dinosaurs might have interpreted them as remains of dragons. Could it be that these ancient myths are in part a way to explain the unearthing of these colossal bones? Moreover, some scholars suggest that dragon myths could have been inspired by the unearthing of large prehistoric animal fossils or the skeletal remains of real creatures like crocodiles or Komodo dragons. As human knowledge expanded, these fantastical interpretations might have evolved into the majestic dragons we know from mythology. Turning our gaze to history, dragons appear in the annals of many cultures, often as symbols of power and might. In medieval times, mapmakers marked uncharted territories with depictions of dragons, signifying the unknown and the potentially dangerous. It was a visual representation of the unexplored, akin to the here be dragons warning on ancient maps. In some cases, dragon legends might have arisen from the discovery of large dinosaur fossils or the misinterpretation of natural phenomena. For instance, tales of dragons terrorizing villages could have been imaginative explanations for volcanic eruptions or seismic events, where fire and smoke belching from the earth might have seemed like the wrath of a dragon. So as we straddle the realms of science and history, it is fascinating to consider how the myths of dragons may have roots in the tangible discoveries and mysteries of our world. And there you have it, fellow travelers of the mythical realms. We've journeyed through the ancient tapestries of dragon mythology, explored the diverse species that grace our folklore, soared into the modern landscapes of literature and cinema, and even dipped our toes into the realm of science and history to unveil the mysteries of dragons. 
from the fiery breath of Fafnir in Norse legends to the wise and benevolent Chinese dragons, each myth carries with it the echoes of human imagination and the deep-seated cultural significance of these magnificent beings. As we close this chapter of Dragons Unveiled, let's reflect on the threads that bind these stories together. Dragons, it seems, are more than just mythical creatures. They are symbols of power, wisdom, and the eternal dance between chaos and order. They are the guardians of treasures, the companions of heroes, and the embodiment of the awe-inspiring forces of nature. But the allure of dragons goes beyond the realms of ancient tales. In our modern world, they continue to capture our hearts and fire up our imaginations. From literature to cinema, from gaining realms to corporate logos, the spirit of dragons lives on, adapting and evolving with the ever-changing landscape of human creativity. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Dragon Lore. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share your own dragon stories with us over on Instagram at mythsandmagicpod. Also, big shout out to Lugo. Thank you so much for supporting the show over on Patreon. You can also join in even more fun when you subscribe to the Patreon community. This is a great way to show me that you enjoy the show and what I'm doing. I've got some really fun perks over there you can check out. And I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. So until next time, may your journeys be mythical and your spirits be as unbridled as the wings of a dragon in flight. Okay, (laughs) I'll go now. (laughs) The cheesiness is over.